Hey, hello there, everybody. Happy Labor Day weekend. Uh, from your friends here at the Hogcast, I am uh, Charles S. Livingston Esquire, MD, Farm D, um, just any type of D you can imagine. Whoa, whoa. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And I'm joined by uh, our, our, our so faithful uh, co-host, uh, this is Logan Livingston to my left. Yep, how's it going, guys? we got Birthday Boy with us today. It's actually Chuck's birthday today, so we've got a special birthday edition of the Hogcast. It is. I'm not wearing any clothes right now. Totally naked. And we also got on the phone, uh, phoning in from BB today, Colby Arbro. What's up, everyone? I'm glad I phoned in and not there uh, with y'all. Yeah, you really, you really, you, you lucked out, Colby. That's right. I just sent Colby a lot of snaps. It's going to be great. <laughs> I can't wait for him to open them up and all that. And I'll have to, I'll I'm hear from Mrs. Yarbro. As we get off this. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're probably going to delete the app off your phone, as you probably should. Uh, Absolutely. Anyway, uh, guys, it's really the best time of year. So it's the fall. 2017 season is underway. The Hogs opened that uh, campaign Thursday night on a SEC Network against Florida, a- the Florida A&M Rattlers mm-hmm. at a War Memorial Stadium, um, and the Hogs won going away. It was 49-7. Uh, Hogs looked really good defensively. I thought offensively they had some some issues, but um, I think the first thing we should touch on, um, if it's all right with you guys, is. The site itself. I mentioned the game was at War Memorial Stadium. I think they announced an attendance of uh, shade over 36,000. Uh, the attendance has dropped steadily over the last three or four years. Uh, Logan, I know, well, actually, you and Colby both, I want to get y'all's take on, you know, the people that uh, are sort of pretty vocal about uh, keeping games at Little Rock and the people that uh, are not coming out to the games. Let's start with uh, Colby because he's uh, he's a trick. Yeah, I mean, it- sell that game out in Fayetteville either but again we have way more tickets sold I mean you're probably getting 50 50 something thousand in there uh in Fayetteville in a way better stadium just a way better way better experience I mean we were we were all at the game and uh, I know Colby and I we got there we were in the stands earlier and we you know you, the sound system was off you had like two different I guess speakers going and like it was really distracting because you had like music playing out of both and they were out of sync um, the scoreboards aren't very big. You know, you've got these giant jumbotrons at U of A. You've got um, better concessions. They actually take credit cards there. They don't take credit <laughs> cards at War Memorial. I mean, it, it's just it, it's like I'm going back in time to watch a football game. You know, and it, it's 2017. Um, 
And if fans were still showing up, it'd be different, you know. And I've I've had this thought since the Georgia game. We were at that game as well, and um, that was coming fresh off of a, a, a bout with Alabama, fourteen thirteen, um, where we we were fighting. It should have got the fans excited, you would think. You know, people coming in for I think it was a top ten Georgia team. Georgia was top fifteen. I think they were fourteen. Okay, so Pretty still good. still a good Georgia team. You, you should show up for that game, and, and we didn't even show up for that. We had more than this game, obviously. It wasn't thirty five thousand, but it it wasn't full either. There was entire sections that were blanked out in the end zones. So um, from that point on, I've been very anti anti Little Rock games because financially it doesn't make sense, and it's just not a good place to play anymore. It's just not. I mean, I don't remember a Fayetteville game selling less than sixty thousand. You know, no matter what the opponent. You know, Alcorn State a couple years ago, I think that was like sixty three thousand, sixty four thousand. So I mean, if you're selling thirty thousand less, you know, what fifty dollar ticket? That's you know one point five right there. So um, <clears throat> you know, it's just it's tough. I mean. And I know, like like you said, we're Central Arkansas guys. I would actually rather drive to Fayetteville to watch a game. It's just a better atmosphere. It's a better – it's just better in general now. And, I mean, it, I'm always going to go to the Little Rock games as long as they have them here. But it's obvious that a lot of Little Rock people don't feel the same way we do or because they're, they're not showing up anymore. So Yeah, and, and we're not just complaining and not going to games. I mean, we each of us go at least once a year when they have a game. So Yeah, I've been to, like, the last three Little Rock games, I think, mm-hmm. so – yeah, it's, I mean, I, I sort of echo with you, what you guys are saying. I mean, in the past, you know, 20 years ago, a lot of schools played, moved a game off campus. I know Auburn, Alabama used to play at Legion Field in Birmingham. Uh, you know, uh, Ole Miss would play games in Memphis. You know, the Hogs have obviously played in Little Rock. And, and here's the thing. Like, you can love what Little Rock has done for the school and the program in the past and also point out the obvious glaring flaws with the Little Rock deal 2016-2017, it's both. I mean, so that's sort of my issue. I mean, some of the better games I've seen in my time as a Hog fan have gone down at War Memorial Stadium. Kentucky, 1998, a big rally against Tim Couch. Mississippi State ranked top 10 in 1999. The Hogs win 14-9. You know, the block at the Rock, 2001 against South Carolina. And that was great, you know, when I was a kid. But, again, they've spent all this money improving uh, Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville. It's on campus. Colby brought the point up driving to the game the other day that it's it's way harder for students to go to a game at Little Rock. I you know, I don't know they even have student tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, meanwhile, a, a Fayetteville game, you know, students will go to that. Student, mm-hmm. The student section is always full. Yeah. I mean, so there's just no re- – and, again – Comparing the stadiums, there's no comparison. It's like comparing, you know, Wrigley Field to, uh, you know, like an American Legion Park. I mean, there's there's no comparison. So, like, so what's the appeal? The the reason, the case for keeping games in Little Rock, I suppose, is that's what they've always done. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't really like just because you've always done something a certain way. I don't like doing it just because of that. Like, I mean. Well, the big case is to also cater to the Central Arkansas fans. But, again, if they're not showing up, then you're not catering to them. They're just not showing up. But I know it's a big deal is people think that if if Arkansas is not playing somewhere that's – because Fayetteville is in the northwest corner of the sure. state. So they're kind of thinking that that's going to isolate these, these people and not make them Hog fans. But I don't believe that. I mean, just because Arkansas plays all their games in Fayetteville doesn't mean I'm not going to be a Razorback fan. I mean, I'm from Marion, Arkansas. You know, that's pretty freaking far from, you know, Fayetteville. But Five hours easily. Even if they never played in Little Rock, I'm still going to be a Hog fan. Like, I'm still going to be a Razorback fan. It's a true story. I, I was a huge Hog fan for four or five years – I started really watching 1997. I didn't go to Fayetteville until 2001 for a football game. Mm-hmm. They, they played Auburn, and they beat Auburn like a drum. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
you know, my, my memories were in Memphis. They were in Oxford. They were in Starkville. Starkville. They were, in, you know, but I still love the Hogs. And also, you know, the attendance issue is one thing, but every game is on the SEC Network or ESPN. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never been easier to follow a team. Like, I make this point pretty often. So, you know, the Little Rock thing – like Logan said, and I think he's dead on. Yeah, it's one thing if they're still pulling 50,000 and it's mostly full and it's still rocking like the old days, but that's just simply not the case. So, you know, and, and the Little Rock people get defensive. They say that, oh, yeah, well, we don't go because we know what's going. Well, you're kind of hurting yourself in that scenario. Yeah, because there's no case for you anymore. Right. I mean, your whole thing, the thing you were able to hang your hat on in the past when you had two games or whatever it was, oh, we sell it out and we're rowdy. It's not even the case anymore. There's 35,000, 36,000 people there for the season opener. Like, you know, it hasn't even – it's not even like the Hogs are struggling, like four and five or something. No. They're, they're, I mean, they, the Hogs could win all 12 games this year. You don't know that. So um, – But like you said about the neutral site game too, I mean, like, this is not a neutral site. It's still a home game, but it's right. a new venue. Mm-hmm. Um, we already have, like, another venue. You know, we go to Jerry's World every year. Sure. And, and it's amazing to me that we go to Jerry's World and then we have to go to War Memorial as well. It's like night and day difference. It's like you're going to <laughs> the best stadium in the world or one of them now that Mercedes-Benz. Uh, and they make more money going to Jerry's World than they do in War Memorial, actually. Of course they do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like The Razorback. I mean, you got to think, like, as fans, the Razorback, found it, or Razorback program don't owe you anything. They don't, I mean, I can't get mad because they're not playing BB or something. I mean, they got to do its best. <laughs> best for them honestly i mean and financially it just doesn't make any sense anymore and then you're taking another they, they get one game at a&m every year and so every other year they're losing a home game yeah. regardless you know and then the recruits they can't have official visits visitors at little rock and honestly i wouldn't want to have an official visitor no, or unofficial visitor That's actually i would be you. insulted yeah, yeah. you don't, sent me here don't bring your five-star quarterback to the little rock game but <laughs> yeah it is amazing when you think about it like every other year the hogs or every year, the Hogs lose a ton of revenue either playing at Jerry's World for the game that would have been a home game against A and M, and then playing well, in actually, Little Rock. They make they make it pretty good. I think they almost come out even playing Jerry's World. That's all set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't you dare bring facts at me, Colby. <laughs> the Don't money at Jerry's World's fine. It's just the money at War Memorial. It's just not there. But anyway, the, so that that was our take on the the, the great stadium debate. Um, Obviously, and it's never a good sign when that leaves the show because the game itself was. Uh, there were some good things, there were some bad things. Uh, Logan, I'll start with you here. Uh, what? what give me the thing that you liked the best, and give me the thing that you you're concerned about. You, you liked the least yeah. from uh, the A and M game. Well, well, I'll start with this. It is very hard to tell anything so far. No doubt. Um, from us, and I know we're going to talk about TCU later. It's even hard to tell anything about them either. I mean, they played Jackson State. We played Florida A and M, who was obviously they were way overmatched in this game. So. Um, the encouraging parts was the defense. I mean, I, I thought we saw – I know me and Colby, we were, we were in the stands talking to each other about how the DBs were, like, right on the line against the receivers. I haven't seen that since I've been a Razorback fan, I feel like. So so that was encouraging. Since the days of Chris Houston. Yeah, so, I mean, that was encouraging. Uh, you know, we had some blitzes, we had some blitzes that, were, that were very nice to see. Um, just the defense as a whole looked look different. They looked faster. Um, I thought that was very, very encouraging. I know you guys are probably going to touch on it as well. Um, the offense was a little disheartening on the, at least on the passing the ball side. Uh, the air game was a little down. I mean, Austin's stats actually ended up being okay. I think he only missed like five passes, and one of those is when he got hit. Um, I think it's just going to take time for him and those young receivers to kind of gel. So we'll see how that goes. But the, another encouraging part is uh, that freshman running back Hayden, Chris Hayden, or uh, Chase Hayden, Chase Hayden uh, just incredible, super fast, had like 120 yards, I think. Um, so hopefully we can lean on the running game this year. I know that's something that we haven't really had the last few years. We had to use our quarterback and air game to kind of go, but maybe that will change this year. 
So, Colby. Yeah, I hope Chase Hayden does have a brother, brother named Chris Hayden that will, is just as good and wants to join or, or come play for Arkansas too. That would be nice. And but, the Hayden Bros. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. I probably, no matter what happened in this game, unless Arkansas lost or like a nail-biter, I, you know, I'm not going to take too much away from it. There's some things I'm kind of concerned about and some things I'm encouraged about, probably encouraged about, like Logan said, the defense. You can tell they're faster um, and whatnot. Uh, Scooter. Dijon Harris, he was flying around. I know there were some people saying that. I've seen on Twitter, and really couldn't tell from the game, but I went back and watched a little bit of it. He was just flying from, you know, sideline to sideline. I'm really encouraged by his play. Um, you know, the, it just everybody looked faster. You know, it looked like they swarmed and, you know, gang tackled or, you know, you know years past. It was, you know, one or two guys. I mean, I've seen a bunch of shots where, you know, all 11 players were there in the photo. Um, the offense – Especially that first drive didn't look too hot. I just think they just didn't look in rhythm. Um, you know, I, you don't know how much of that is playing vanilla or whatnot. I noticed um, that you know it seemed like Florida and blitzed every time. You know, all out blitz. I mean, they don't have much to um, really not much they can do on it. But still, a little worried about the offensive line. Um, I thought they'd be a little better, but still can't tell you with this first game. Austin Allen. That's really kind of where I was. I thought he would be a little better than he was. Um, just looked a little off. Um, you know, I'm gonna just judge that to a bad performance, and you know, overall, I'm I'm probably gonna wait till I think we all are till next week to actually kind of, you know, judge this team. Yeah, I agree 100. percent They're so outmatched that you can't even really, you know, outclassed. I mean, you can't make a, a decision one way or the other. I mean, I in a lot of ways, the Louisiana Tech game last year was a while they're not an SEC team, it was a pretty good test. We knew where we stood going to TCU and. Uh, you knew what the Hogs would have to do to win in Fort Worth. And, you know, ultimately they, they did win it in, in Fort Worth. So, um, you know, it, it was a good dress rehearsal. I mean, I think it's important. Uh, the thing, obviously, I think uh, I like the least, and it's it's not something you can control that you lose a guy like Ryan Pulley to, uh, for the season. Uh, you know, he goes out. And really the one thing that you're, you're hoping you can, you know, get done is get in and get out with a win and, and not have any serious injuries. But Pulley is a serious injury. He's a guy that – um, you know, was one of the top cor- uh, cover guys last year and it was projected to be that way again this year. Now you're without him and now you're already shuffling the deck against some teams that can really throw it. Uh, you know, TCU, we know what they're about. T- uh, A&M is beating up on UCLA right now, or at least last report. Uh, not with the passing game. Yeah, but, running a lot. But Christian Kirk, uh, I, I, he he's not going to be silent for long. And, Mm-mm. you know, and some of these other teams. So that that's, uh, that's the one thing I like the least. Uh, other than that, Defense did look a lot better. Passing game, uh, yeah, I think it's more about the the youth of the receivers. I mean, look at some of the guys that are running routes there. I mean, Gerard Barnes got some burn and caught a couple passes. Uh, you know, uh, you, you had the JUCO guys out there. So I mean, a lot of guys saw their first action in a, in a you know in an SEC game the other night, which is good that you're able to expose them to that, but it's also, you know, if, if you're relying on that much inexperience, uh, it's not great. So, I think they'll get better. It's just nerves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I will say this, like Colby mentioned, the playbook was very vanilla. There yeah. was no reason to break out anything. And I watched the game a little bit on SEC Network the other, like, I guess, last night. and um, Or the other night, it wasn't last night. But we didn't really go down the field very much, and I know that's something that we did do quite a bit the last couple years with the Allen brothers. So, I mean, I think that might be help with the vertical game uh, to actually test the receivers a little bit more because we didn't really do anything special uh, with the passing game. I know there was one there was one pass that I thought in particular, there was one where he threw it uh, to, I think, Stewart where we got the pass interference call. 
where you had Jordan Jones just wide open. So that's the one thing that I was like, man, like Austin, like don't stare your guy down. Like please, like look around. You have Jordan Jones like wide open down the field. So, um, but yeah, hopefully it's just the vanilla playbook thing, and we'll see something better next week. Yeah, and you know, and and you could go out there and you can try to score sixty and roll it up, and you know, and and put more cards on the table. But at the end of the day, it's not really going to benefit you. I mean, you need to practice those things, but um, you know it. There's a time and place, and you know I think they'll work on it this week. And um, you know you win forty nine to seven. You basically prove your point. You've outclassed them, and um, so that's pretty much it. But you know, not, not very exciting. Uh, you know, game for a lot of reasons. But that's not going to be the case this Saturday. Um, Logan, why is that? Oh, we got the rematch with TCU this week, and uh, I guess that's what we're going to kind of segue into here and try to preview and predict. Um, it's pretty slick, wasn't it? That was a nice little transition there, Chuck. Not bad. Um, yeah, there's not much to really talk about, honestly. I mean, we know what they're about. We know they got Kenny Trill. They're going to throw the rock around. Um, that's kind of what they do. That's their identity. So it's going to be a nice test for this new defense to see how we do. Um, they played Jackson State last week. They rolled up 63 points. I think Kenny Trill was like 18 of 23, four touchdowns and a pick. So um, it's going to be a tough one. I think it's going to be a really good match. I think it's going to be close. Um, it's going to, Like I said, the defense is going to be the key for me. I think our defense is going to have to – Really step up because I mean, with our offense right now, with the 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 youth uh, receiver, unless our running game completely goes off, I don't see us uh, trying to get in a, a shootout with them and winning. Personally, well, last year they could. This year they can't. Colby, uh, how do you see TCU? Um, yeah, just be interesting. Um, you know, TCU runs the four two five, which is more you know kind of the defense better for their league. You know, against going against all the passing attacks and no defense in that league, but. I mean, it'd be interesting. I was looking at all the players' weights, and um, I know Gary Patterson kind of likes the quicker, you know, defensive end linebackers, but they have some linebackers low 200s. They got some defensive linemen that are around 230, and they've got, I think, three of them around 230, 250, and they've got one that's really big at uh, uh, tackle. But, um, you know, I think if Arkansas can establish a run game, you know, kind of get a hand on them guys and, and don't let, you know, them get, you know, use their quickness to get past them, I, I think Arkansas can really. Uh, use the run game except their play action and can control the clock. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, their game is kind of the same way. You can't take much up there from it. You can t- I think TCU has been pretty vanilla, too, because I think Kenny Trill threw for, you know, four touchdowns, but I don't think they, they didn't throw very much. They ran for, like, 260 yards. So yeah. you can tell they were really trying to uh, get their running game up to par, too. So um, I don't think they were just showing their cards as well. So, you know. <laughs> Can't tell them Jackson State wasn't a good team either. Yeah. So it's always so hard these early games because we don't really know anything yet. Like we really won't know anything till after this game, really. Right. Um, but I told Charlie about this last night. I was like, I really, the way I see us winning this game is very similar to the the first match of the Texas Tech series um, when Burt pretty much kept uh, Texas Tech's offense off mm-hmm. the field for most of the game. I think that's how we're going to have to win this game. The running game is going to have to be established. We're going to have to just take the ball out of Kenny Hill's hands. And, um, and he's ahead. been known to make – I mean, he threw an interception. So did Austin Allen, but, you know, he threw an interception last week. So, I think Arkansas can, you know, force some turnovers. That's, a you know, always a big, big key to games is who has the most turnovers. So, if, you know, Austin Allen, the offense, can, you know, uh, protect the ball and maybe the defense comes up with a, you know, a, you know a interception or a fumble – you know, you know, it's a big, going to be a big thing for that game as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see this being a very tight game. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can see either one of these. You know, obviously the turnover battle is always huge. Uh, if you can steal a possession from um, TCU somehow, I mean, you know, if you really look at it, I think each game, uh, each team has ten possessions apiece, maybe nine. 
Um, you know, if you believe that TCU is that team that's high-octane offense, last year it was 41-38 in double overtime. If you believe they're ticketed for 28-31 points, that means they're scoring on five possessions, right? Um, you know, so that means that you're getting a couple punts, you're maybe getting a, a you know, getting a turnover. So, you know, that's where the turnover is paramount. I actually think that if the Hogs can make a play in the kicking game, uh, sort of like last year's Dan Skipper field goal block. Talking about a Cole Kelly fake punt? Uh, or yeah, or just some, or some crazy, uh, something crazy, you know, a, a, a block kick, a block punt. That's our Cole Kelly mention of the sec- of, of the episode. We have to have one mention per episode. Logan uh, got arrested the other night at the game because he was harassing Cole Kelly. Uh, uh, did, did, did y'all hear a Bealmas post game? No, what are you saying? Comment about him. He said he's basically saying that he's like Cole Kelly. After you know, he's like he acknowledged he played pretty good, not too bad for his first uh, time playing, but he's like. He's like, he probably thinks he's already heading to Canton after that. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> like, so does Logan. Yep. He, well, yeah, I think Logan's driving cold air. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so so I think that's, you know, and it sounds kind of like a lot of these keys are like, oh, of course, blah, blah, blah. If you, do, you know, the, look, I mean, that's how most games go. If you win the turnover battle, you have a better chance of winning. If you make a, you know, I, I'm not saying anything like groundbreaking, but I mean, Especially in this game against a, one of the better offenses, that's what you're going to have to do. I, I think it's good that this game's at home. You know, I think obviously last year it wasn't one of CCU's better teams, but I think this one could be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think it's you know you're going to have to really buckle up. But yeah, I, I, I echo Logan. You don't want to get into a shootout with this team, mm-hmm. with that quarterback, with those receivers. Like I just think that's the you know you're going to have to keep this game in the high twenties. Uh, I think you can win thirty-one twenty-eight. Um, and I think that's sort of the depths of where you're at. But uh, if you start talking, uh, you know, 31 to 35 points, anything up is going to favor uh, Texas A&M, in my opinion. Unless yeah, you – Or, yeah, what I say? Texas <laughs> A&M. Oh, yeah. Probably it, the same game then. Yeah, we'll, right. We'll get to there in a few weeks. Um, so, anyway, so I, I think that's a, another key. You know, if, if the Hogs can, uh, you know, hold them the high 20s, uh, very low 30s, then I think they'll be able to – they'll have a better chance of winning. I think that the Hogs have a cap on what they can score. I don't know that TCU does, so – uh, gonna... I think a you know a big key is you know TCU whoever starts you know if Arkansas can get off the you know they can get up you know score first and get a stop and get the ball and start controlling the clock a little bit you know run game will play action you know that can kind of force uh, TCU to a little you know change their game a little bit you know kind of speed things up even more you know and, and but in the same you know opposite way if, if TCU gets it scores stops Arkansas scores again Arkansas is going to have to change their game plan and start going there a little more. And, and that get, it's still a little dicey there, so yeah. it'll be interesting. I think that's going to be big. Who kind of you know Arkansas needs to start fast, and and as the last game proved that they can finish fast as well. Yeah, starting fast or is so strong. I guess yeah. not fast, but. starting fast is so important for Arkansas because just like you said, I think the way they win this game is playing Burt Ball and controlling the clock. So um, I guess let's get to predictions. We're running out of time here on this episode. I guess we'll start with Colby. See what he's got for oh, us. This is the hardest one, and. Um, I don't know. I remember when we did the season predictions, but um, I'm going to stick with Arkansas. I'm not going to, you know, switch. But you know, I think it's going to be a 31-28 game. Um, TCU misses a field goal or gets it blocked, um, and Arkansas Ooh. wins the regulation this year. Big play in the kicking game. Who called that? Cole Kelly blocked the kick, <laughs> <laughs> recovers it, and runs it back. Triple threat. Truck, what you got? I know this is our milkshake bet. So I know milkshake. You're going, I know you're going TCU. What's so what's our score here? Yeah, I'm. I'm a. Uh, yeah, I'm going Horn Frogs here. I think it is close. Um, I think it's a 35-28 TCU decision. Uh, maybe it's a last drive. Maybe the Hogs are even up. Um, 
you know, 28-27, you know, late in the game and, you know, Kenny Trill, you know, converts it. Like, I, I just – I see it – I do see it coming down to the wire. I think it's I think it's tight. Logan, is there a spread? No, you said a spread will be official tomorrow. Monday. So, we'll find out tomorrow. So, I, I'm thinking there are probably like a – anywhere between us being three-point favorites to six-point dog. Anywhere I, between there. I, I don't see it being uh, – It's going to be a close game. Yeah, I think it's going to be close. Uh, I'm, I'm going to grab the Horn Frogs exacting a little revenge, which is a huge – motivating factor. I mean, let there be no mistake. I mean, they'll probably say all the right things this week, like, oh, it's just another game, but I, I don't buy it. I think they feel like they really had a shot, and the Hogs stole one from them, and I think they are uh, I think they get some revenge in Faytown. I, I will say this for uh, Logan's prediction, that um, Arkansas goes, you know, against some spread-type teams, or TCU really don't play anybody else like Arkansas on their schedule. So I think that's definitely an advantage for Arkansas. Yeah, they, they're not going to face a power run game like we have all year long. And like you said, their defense really isn't probably built for that. You know, they're built to survive in their conference where the spread is, you know, dominant. The fast, you know, the fast receiver is fast, high-flying passing game. So that is true. That is all. That's But they play with excellent programs like uh, Texas. Well, hold on, buddy. They, they, <laughs> I don't know if you watched the games last week, but the Texas thing is over. Um, so I guess it's my turn. Like I said, I'm going with the Razorbacks because of the milkshake bet here we have installed. Um, I, I'm actually going to go with the theory that we, we burp ball our way to winning this game. We, we control the clock. I see us winning a 28-20. Controlling the clock, uh, just keeping the ball out of Kenny Hill's hands. I think they score when they get the chance. I just think that uh, we get a few defensive stops, and then we just we keep the ball so long that they're not going to be able to, to score as much. So um, that's what I'm rolling with. So they're only going to have three possessions, TCU? Or? That's it. <laughs> they're going to score all three of them. We're going to have ten-minute drives every single time. It's fine. That's, I'm, I'm on board with it. Um, all right. Well, guys, uh, it was a good show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we will catch you back here next week after the where we'll review the TCU game, and I guess we'll have a bye week. Got and a bye week, yeah. We'll, we'll figure something out there, maybe uh, go back into the great stadium debate. I'm sure you're all sitting on the edge of your seats there. And we'll have more to talk about team-wise after this game because right. we don't know much about the team yet. We're going to know a lot more next week. We, we might even retouch on season predictions. Uh, you know, If they get totally wiped out by TCU, <laughs> yeah. they wipe TCU out, You know, that might move the needle one way or the other. So, you know, that, that this is the – you know, that's sort of where we're at right now. But uh, as always, thank you all very much for, uh, for listening. And uh, catch you all next week. See you. Say bye, Colby. <laughs> Woo pig. Woo pig.